Life is made of stackable moments. Moments such as washing dishes, going to work, doing laundry. And while these moments can be perceived as mundane, we can also choose to filter them through a lens of joy and live above. My name is Katie and I'll be your host as we choose to live above the perceived mundane and train our brain to create a life of joy. Let's go. Hello, beloved. How are you? How was your holiday? I hope your Christmas was magical and beautiful and all of the things. I'm sitting here staring at my Christmas tree, bummed that I'm about to take it down before the new year starts. I love all the magic of Christmas and the twinkly lights. I wish every holiday included twinkly lights, (laughs) but then maybe they'd lose their luster. Well, I know a lot of podcasts and a lot of people are talking about New Year's resolutions. And, you know, I'm not one to subscribe to a resolution because, well, I just never kept them. And so I was like, fuck that. I'm going to do a word of the year. And so since I've done that, it's been pretty good. And last year, I believe I was focused on yoga. It was a form of alignment. The year before that was alignment and I did meditation Last year was like health alignment, and I really went in on yin yoga and created a practice of that. I really love, if you haven't tried yin yoga, because I'm not really one for all the, um, what are they called? The chaturanga, (laughs) vinyasa, that's what I'm looking for. All those vinyasas, I like them, but to do them fast is just not my thing. But yin yoga, man, it's like a form of breathing meditation. So if you're not into vinyasas like me, but you want to study yoga or get into that, maybe yin yoga is your thing. There's many forms of yoga. But anyway, last year I got into yoga and found it quite enchanting. It was a way for me to connect with my body on a whole new level that I quite enjoyed. And I'm excited this year to take it to another level and add on another layer. So if you do have a resolution, what do you think would be your resolution this year? And then I guess the question I want to know is why? Who do you think you'll be in the having of this new resolution? And I'm just going to encourage that if you are pursuing a resolution versus a word of the year, let's not spiral into shame and make it mean something about our identity if we don't get it done. Let's do slow and steady this year. How about we 1% our way to awesomeness? Remember, 1% each month will make us get down the track a lot faster than if we have to do all the things right out of the gate. We just go out of the gate full bore and then we get tuckered out by January 31st and are like, fuck this shit. I'm done. It's not going to happen for me anyway. It's never been possible. (laughs) Which from many of my clients and my own personal, personal past story, personal, (laughs) that's what I seem to have experienced. But Do you? Who am I to say? Don't do you. I'm just saying from personal experience, let's 1% our way there. It feels so much better in our body. And we feel so much more uh, convicted to keep our resolution or our word to ourselves because, well, we're keeping our word to ourselves. We're saying, hey, we can do it little by little. 
So let's get into the card and then we can get into the topic today. The card says, am I communicating my needs? This is a good card because maybe next year you're working on boundaries. Are you communicating your needs? I believe communicating your needs is huge in self-concept. And here we go. Your needs matter. What are you needing right now that you have not communicated? What are you afraid of? Is it possible that what you're fearing is not true? Today's soul action, journal these answers. Answer the following questions in your journals. This is the soul truth still, it says. What are my needs? Am I saying no? Am I saying yes enough based on my desires? Am I telling my full truth? Do I believe that my needs matter and do I share them with others? Do I ask for what I want? When communicating my needs, what am I resisting with whom? What do I need in order to feel safe enough to express my needs? I like this card, especially with the holidays, because we can dispel a lot of stories, right? That's what creation's all about. And learning to create the life that you love and enjoy is seeing what stories you're telling, what meanings and assumptions you're creating. And then if they're true and they create good feelings and good experiences, then we get to keep them. And if we don't really think they're serving us or they don't make us feel good or uh, don't create good thoughts for us, then we discard them. And so focusing on our needs is another way to achieve this. When we go off to the holidays a lot, I find a lot of clients come through the holidays because they're going to what? Spend time with their families and their families, they have stories about their families and their families have stories about them. And they're afraid to communicate their needs and ask for what they want. And then I guess the question I want to add on here is when you ask for your needs to be met, if you say, hey, I would like this, and someone tells you no, what do you make that mean about you or them? What do you make that mean? What story do you then tell? Because that's another aspect of self-concept. Do you make it mean that you're not good enough? Or do you make it mean that they're not good enough or they're a jerk? What do you make that mean? What story do you lay on that? Remember, we're the meaning maker. So do you ask for what you want? And then what do you need in order to feel safe enough to express your needs? And that's why I believe self-concept work is so, so, so important. It's the cornerstone. There's nobody to change but self. When you pray or meditate or however you stop and get singular focus and ask for help from the environment around you, I pray, I meditate, I do all those things. What do you do? How do you get singular focus like that? But however you do, with the things and experiences that are going on in your life, do you ask for the experiences to be changed? Like, please bring me more money. Please bring me more of this, or please help me here, please do this. Do you ask for that? Or do you say, please change me, change me, change my thoughts so that I could see this or them or that differently. Change me. That's what self-concept is all about. Change me 
So that independent of what is going on around me, they call that the 3D circumstances, observations, whatever, change me. So independent of what is going on around me, I am still joyous. Independent of what is going on around me, I live in my head and I'm experiencing bliss. Independent of what is going on around me, I'm telling a good story. I'm doing a good new thing, right? So anyway, and that kind of gets into the topic today. I wanted to discuss what I see quite a lot of in the holidays, like I said, where we go visit families and then families already have a narrative about us, right? They've been raised with us. They've seen us our whole lives and they tend to have a story about us. And those stories, sometimes we don't always like. So I wanted to talk about how people make us feel. Because <laughs> I get a lot of clients, my family makes me feel. The holidays make me feel. My spouse makes me feel. Stop. Beloved, no one makes us, and I put air quote around makes, no one makes us feel anything, right? Other people's feelings come from their thoughts, just like your feelings come from your thoughts. That's why no one really has free will, they say in our reality. Everybody has free will. I mean, don't get it twisted. But no one has free will in your reality because no one can control what you think. You get to control what you think independent of whatever's going on around you. Right? That's why... Uh, when, uh, if you're in a couple relationship, a lot of times like you make me feel sad or you hurt my feelings. And while your feelings, you can choose to be hurt. No one's saying that you can't have a hurt feeling. Okay. But what I'm saying is you can't blame the other for your feeling because they're not the cause of it. And you know how I know that is because if that other person were to tell you, okay, I'm sorry, your feelings are hurt. Get happy this instant and snap their fingers you're probably not going to fucking get happy in that instant. That's because they don't have control over your emotions. You're the only one with free will in your reality. You're the only one that can think a thought that can generate a feeling that could propel you or make you have no action, right? Only you get to define the meaning or create the story of what their words say, right? Your family says words, you make that mean what? You're telling the story of what? What story are you telling? And that's where I love the card because the card, let's go back to the soul truth. It says, is it possible that what you're feeling is not true? Is it possible that there's many different ways to look at the same scenario? Are you telling yourself the full truth? And even if that is their intention. Because a lot of times, I mean, you're like, yeah, but Katie, that is really how they're trying to paint me. They're trying to make me look bad. They really are trying to make me look bad or they really think this about me. And that could be true. All of that is true, I'm sure, beloved. But does you thinking that make you show up as the person you want to be? And does you thinking that, I guess... Uh, create feelings within you that are joyous 
that propel you to accomplish and be the person and show up as the person as you want to in the world. Because here's the thing, people get to say whatever they want, but you get to choose what that means. For example, and this can be, uh, I don't know how this will be perceived. It's none of my fucking business how you perceive it. <laughs> but for example, I'm biracial. And I remember when I was in college, I did a scholarship. You write essays for scholarships and things like that. And one of them was on the N word. And when I was younger, I used to get in fights over this word all the time. Who are you to say that? That's so disrespectful. How could you be like that? Ah. And I think that was a lot of the stories that I was told coming up. My dad is black and he was raised in the South. My dad didn't even go to an integrated school until he was like, I think his junior, senior year in high school, he went to a segregated school in the South. So, and my mom's a history teacher and is huge on teaching us about race and the role it plays in our society and culture. Okay. So I had those stories in my head. And then when people would say the N word, I was like, Oh, you're so offensive. You're such an asshole, blah, blah, blah. I'd get in fights. Things like that. They made me feel, right? <laughs> now that I'm older, and back to that essay, my thesis on that essay basically was that it doesn't matter what people say. People are going to say what they're going to say. They can use that word, but it says more about their character than it ever said about me as a person. See, I've changed the meaning of that word. When people say that word, I feel bad for them, the sayer of the word. Where I used to get mad and think they're an asshole, now I have compassion for them. Because what type of individual blames other people that they've never even met for their problems based on the color of their skin? That sounds so weird to me now. And it even sounds weirder to me that I would get mad over something like that because obviously... They don't know any better. They were taught that growing up probably, or they had a horrible traumatic experience and they've just generalized that onto everybody that they meet of that skin tone or that race or that sex, or the list could go on and on how people generalize. That's what the mind does. And now that I've got to study the mind and, and see how it functions and what it tries to create, I can see that the mind distorts and generalizes. And so that's just them having a human experience. And if they want to use the N-word to describe somebody, then I'm just going to think, oh, I'm sorry that they come from a place of lack in that way. Because basically that word denotes lack to me now. And I'm just going to love them and have compassion for them and pray over them and hope that it gets better for them. And where have I uh, treated, that's another thing I had to look at too, that word or anything of the like that makes you angry when somebody says something that you deem as they shouldn't be saying, because that's what it really boils down to. Remember our manuals? It's not that they're doing something. It's that you feel they're doing something they shouldn't be doing according to your manual of what is good and bad, right or wrong. You know, it's, it shouldn't be done. So they shouldn't act that way. They shouldn't say that word. They shouldn't behave that way. Right? 
I love, see, that's how we're the God of our reality. We're the judge and jury, right? But let's flip it back, go back and say, change me. What story am I telling about this? I see the thought I'm having and you might have a fucked up thought about it and it might make you mad and that's okay too. If somebody says, I'm not, hello, I'm Queen Spice, okay? I am Queen Sass. So I know what it's like to be like, oh no, this bitch did not say that. But then I realize, okay, her saying it is not what made me feel that way. My thoughts about what she said made me feel that way. And sometimes I choose to keep that. Right? It's not about pushing our feelings away and saying, I'm not mad because I created this and so I should just get over it. No, or I'm not annoyed or I'm not whatever emotion you want to insert there. It's about realizing I created it. I'm not putting the blame on another person for how I'm choosing to show up in the world. She, he, they said some words. I thought it was fucked up. I'm annoyed. I'm going to sit in annoyance. Because I'm not afraid to feel annoyed or I'm not afraid to feel angry. I'm going to process this emotion and see what story am I telling deep down within me that is making this come up for me. And then I can choose to discard the story and move on to a better feeling emotion. Or I'll keep replaying that emotion as I run into it with other people, right? As other people trigger that same sliver. I call them slivers when People brush up against your sliver. If you have a sliver, you're like, ow, that fucking shit hurts, dude. What are you doing? Don't touch that. That's what I call them as slivers. So when somebody brushes up against that sliver in the future, I'll have another opportunity to say, what am I thinking? And why do I keep having this recurring emotion regarding this situation? But then again, it's putting all the blame. And I don't want to say blame, but we'll say responsibility back on me, right? Nobody is in control of our emotions. We do that ourselves, right? Nobody. Nobody can make you feel, make you think, make you see. That's all you, boo. That's all on you. So that's a good thing, right? Because if nobody can hurt us, then all the power is with us too, we have all the power, right? We're not handing over our remote controls to somebody else and being like, okay, this is what controls me. Hold on to it, but don't push any of the buttons. I don't even know what they do. <laughs> We're just like, no, I'm going to keep that remote with me. I'm going to figure out what the buttons do. And I'm going to keep that safe with me because I'm in control, right? I'm in control. Anyway, beloved, I love you. I hope you pick an amazing word for 2022 that makes you create all the magic this next year, that makes you tell a completely new story of yourself in this moment, in this moment, in this moment. You're always able to start again. You can always begin again in any moment. You ain't got to wait for a new year or Monday Today's Monday. If you wanted to think in this second, it's Monday. In this second, it's Monday. In this second, it's January 1st. In this second, it's January 1st. 
Those are just mind constructs that we put on time so that we can stamp it as a place to start. But you don't need it. Every day's Monday, every day's January 1st, every second, you can always begin again. I love you. Like I just said, have a beautiful week, whatever you define that to be. Peace out. Thanks for kicking it with me. If you want, you can reach me by emailing me at katiethejoylady at gmail.com or you can check out my website at www.joyisyourbirthright.com. There I always have four free intro sessions so we can pick at any limiting belief that you want and bring you some clarity so you can see what the power of coaching can do. So hit me up. Otherwise, have a beautiful, beautiful week. Peace out.